glad that you have joined us today. We are excited about another opportunity to worship the Lord. We want to give a shout out to our friends that are watching in Spain and our friends that are watching in Lake City. We're so glad to have people from all over the world that are tuning in to our services. And we're going to have a great time today. I want to read a couple of scriptures to you. Psalms chapter 150 and verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. You got it. That word is translated from the Hebrew, which means horn. So now let's read it. Praise Him with the sound of the horns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's lift our hands and our voices now. Let's begin in worship. Lord, we've come today to celebrate your glory and your greatness. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank the Lord for your church. Hallelujah. For the blood of Jesus that covers us. We pray today, God, as we exalt you, that you would cover this place with your glory, with your power and your presence. And we will bless the Lord at all times in Jesus' name. God bless you. Worship with our worship team.
I don't feel it, you're working. And even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop. Sunday morning tithes and offering. As our ushers get ready, you will find an offering envelope in your uh, white bag this morning that were passed out. And we're going to pray and ask the Lord to bless our offering right now. Heavenly Father, we love you. We're so thankful for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in these days. God, we pray that you're going to take this offering today, multiply it for its intended use, Bless your people, bless the remainder of this service, and we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and let everybody shout amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. Just a word of praise uh, testimony today. We had a young man. Amen. You just can't stop the move of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want to remind you about tonight at 6.30, Pastor and Bishop and Brother Dylan Morgan will be talking about prayer tonight. Remember, that's at 6.30 on Sunday nights. And then starting Monday and the rest of the week, it is at 7 p.m. How many have been enjoying our broadcast? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We're thankful for our pastor and all those that are working behind the scenes to get that accomplished. Amen. Uh, Monday night is Brother Victor, Jack- Victor Jackson. Uh, Tuesday is Chris Green. Wednesday is Mark Morgan. 
Thursday will be Landon Gore. Friday, Brother Josh Herring. And Saturday night, our resident evangelist, Brother Dylan Morgan. Hallelujah. We're going to have a great time this week. Amen. Don't forget, when you're dismissed, please wait on the parking lot attendants and the ushers to dismiss you. It's been going really smooth. We can get it all out of here in the, about 10 minutes. So if you just follow the directions of the parking crew, crew you'll be uh, able to get out of here in a timely manner. Amen. And don't forget, the office is open Monday through Friday from 9 to 4 for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to come down or don't hesitate to call. We want you to know that we are here for you during this time. Amen. God bless you. children and 
their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. church going back to the late 60s and uh, lives in West Virginia now. He's 92 years old and has tested uh, positive to the coronavirus. I wonder right now, would you help me in uh, praying for Brother Joe Whitwright right now? Lord, we know that you are the great healer. You're the mighty God. We ask you, Lord, that you would touch Joe and Marge Whitwright. I pray that you would touch them. I pray that you would heal Joe. I pray the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus would be applied I thank you, Lord, for his life, but I pray, God, that you would heal him and raise him up, that you would receive all the glory. I pray for Don and Randy, their children. I pray the anointing of your spirit upon them. Keep them safe. Cover their home. Cover their lives with the blood of Jesus. And let him receive full strength by the power of the word. Everybody said in Jesus' name. I want to give a big shout out to our Hands for Healing ministry. Estimated that they fed almost 20,000 people last last week. Amazing. 8,000 people in two days. There were so many cars here. 
They were lined up where you're parked six deep, went all the way out there, around there, around the church, all the way down the other church, down there, all the way down Emerson and across Malabar. People couldn't even come down Malabar. The police officers had to come and say, thank you for what you're doing, but you're going to have to cut it off. They can't even get down Malabar. There were so many cars that are coming from all different areas of the county, different churches, uh, the Seat of Mission, there are all, all kinds of ministries, uh, Wings of Grace, different ministries working with our Hands for Healing ministry. And we are so thankful for the great job that they do because several years from now, people will remember that East Wind Pentecostal Church when we were going through that virus. They were feeding people in the community. That's what will be remembered. That's what will be remembered. So thankful for uh, the East, uh, East Wind ministry team and all that they're doing. I do want to remind you that tomorrow there are three more semis coming. And so once again, they'll do a massive food drop uh, tomorrow uh, for um, all of you that are interested in our community and everybody that comes through. It was an awesome day on Friday as uh, we did a food drop for all of the first responders. And we had uh, state troopers and Palm Bay Fire Department, Palm Bay Police Department, and and uh, forest rangers and all of these people and their families coming through and thanking us and then also posting stuff on social media. I'm so thankful. It's an amazing thing, but we can be experiencing this physical distancing, but yet we're all being brought together as a community. I believe that's the presence and the love of God that allows us to do it. Yet this week, we're looking forward to a great time uh, in the Lord. Wednesday nights, we've started a new ministry called eConnect, where we encourage you after the message to be able to connect uh, with your friends. And I know that that'll be a great blessing. And uh, just sharing, you can do it through video conferencing, Facebook messaging, whatever platform you want to use. But I know that you'll be blessed. I'm so thankful we're able to stay uh, connected through technology and even through this drive-in service. As far as I know, we're the only church in uh, South Bavard area that's doing a drive-in service. And we've had other pastors of other churches of other denominations say, we tuned in and watched your service on Easter and it was fantastic. So God be glorified. Let the Lord, hallelujah, be glorified. Let his name be lifted high. Hallelujah. So next Sunday, we will also have another uh, drive-in service. But then after that, the 1st of May, we're going to look to try to have uh, multiple services in our auditorium. If everything continues as it is, as we get closer to the summer, it's going to get harder and harder to have service out here. Although I have been enjoying these outdoor services, these drive-in church services. But we have a beautiful building over there that's waiting for the saints of God to come in and join and lift up their voice and make that place a cacophony of praise. Hallelujah. A sanctuary to glorify the Lord. We're going to have greater revival than ever before. We're going to see God do more. Hallelujah. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. Amen. So we'll keep you, uh, we'll keep you informed. And uh, don't forget, Brother uh, Dylan Morgan, has helped us to launch this new ministry, East Wind Cares. If there's any way at all that we can uh, serve you, he was over uh, even delivering some boxes to some of our senior citizens uh, yesterday, and it's a way that, that we can serve. I also want to say thank you to Sister Esther Petty, who is teaching the ladies' ministry on Thursday, and Sister Alexis and Sister Kayla that are uh, providing programming for our children uh, every day at noon through our East Wind Children's Ministry. and all that the youth department is doing and Sister Ashley and and uh, Sister Marillo and all the work that they're doing through our deaf ministry. They have to translate every service and do it through deaf, uh, through the deaf community and through sign language and so many people. We are blessed with a great team. Thankful for Brother Tyler Ritchie and our technology team. We're a blessed people at Eastwood. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I turn your attention today to Revelation chapter 11, Revelation chapter 11, and we uh, begin reading in verse 1. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God 
and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. The olive trees providing oil, healing for the nations. The candlesticks providing light. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. You know, it's interesting, the last two Sundays that we've had these drive-in services, it has looked like it was going to rain. And we begin to think about what are we going to do if it starts raining on all the equipment and the stage and everything. And the Lord reminded me that a little over a year and a half ago, we were doing a crusade in Bangladesh, and there was some eight or 9,000 people gathered, and this terrible black sky filled up over the top of us. And all of the people of God got out there and put their hands toward the sky and began to pray. And when we did, it was like the black clouds dissipated and a double rainbow came over the top. And the Lord said, if I can do it in Bangladesh, I can do it here. So we stood over here and prayed and it didn't rain. The Lord just gave us a beautiful covering. Verse 7, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them. And they stood upon their feet. And great fear fell upon them which saw them. I want to speak today on this subject. Unfinished business. Unfinished business. Would you raise your hands and would you raise your voice right now? Lord, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost and by the power of the name of Jesus, we're asking God that your spirit would infiltrate this parking lot, this atmosphere, every car, everyone that is listening by internet. I ask you, Lord, let them feel the power of God in their homes, wherever they may be. I pray, God, that your name would be lifted up and that you would receive all the glory and all the praise. For indeed, you have the healing. You have the vaccination. You have all power. You are the mighty God and the everlasting Father. And we exalt your name in the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. In Matthew 24, Jesus departs from the temple and he goes up to the Mount of Olives and sits down overlooking the temple mount. His disciples come and join him. The disciples are excited about the temple buildings and as they talk, Jesus says to them, this place is going to be destroyed and not one stone is going to be left upon another. And the disciples are curious about the end time and they begin to ask Jesus 
about the signs that would come before his return and before the end of the world. Jesus begins to tell them, don't be deceived. Many will come in my name and claim to be Christ. And a lot of folks are going to be deceived by it. But he goes on to say, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars, but be not troubled for all these things are going to have to come to pass. But then he says this, but the end is not yet. I want that phrase to just resonate in our hearts and spirits. But the end is not yet. I've come to proclaim to you today that though we are dealing with things in our society, in our world, that we've never seen before, I've come to tell you that the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences or plagues and earthquakes in diverse places. All of these are the beginning, not the end. They are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations. He's telling his disciples this. But he goes on to say, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Oh, I'm thankful for a God who is the author and the finisher of my faith. If we just endure, if we just keep on praising Him, if we just keep on believing, and if we just keep on being a witness, there is a promise from the Word of God that we shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When everything looks like it's fallen apart, you remember the end is not yet. There is still some unfinished business. In the last nine months through the construction, the remodel of our sanctuary, I have thought often about the finish line, about completing the task, about finishing the construction. You can ask my family. One thing I harp on all the time is you got to finish what you start. You got to finish what you start. You got to finish what you start. I don't like loose ends. I don't like jobs that are 90% done. I like 100% done. I like the finished product. I like the fact that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. So I go to the Word of God to get encouragement about building projects being completed. Exodus 40, 33 says, So Moses finished the work. David encouraged his son, his son Solomon in First Chronicles twenty eight twenty. He said, "Be strong and of good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord." First Kings seven one. But Solomon was building his own house thirteen years, and he finished all his house. First Kings 9, 1, and it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 15, so the wall was finished. It's God's will to finish. There's a lot of people that start out serving God. There's a lot of people that are baptized in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people that are healed through the laying on of hands and the prayer of the faith. But I'm excited to know I want to finish this race. It's not to the one that runs the fastest. It's to he that endureth to the end. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, I've fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Of all that Paul accomplished, it was the finish. Even Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. So we know from the Word of God that it is often the will of God for there to be a completion of the job. And yet, yet it seems like 
Some things will not finish. They don't ever seem to end. There seems to be no closure. I've heard so many different timelines about this crazy virus and when it will be finished. I've heard two months. I've heard six months. I've heard two years. I've heard two weeks. I've heard it'll be over when there's a vaccination. I've heard the heat of the summer will burn it off. I've heard that it's going to be sustained and then eliminated and then resurface in the fall. Suffice it to say, nobody knows. We've got phrases in our vocabulary we never had before. Flattening the curve. Now we're being told about gating. If we can have 14 days of of, of a downward trend, then we're gating. Like a bunch of horses all up in the gate getting ready to be loosed and run the Kentucky Derby. I feel like I'm one of them. I'm in the gate and I'm ready to go. I think everybody under the sound of my voice and those that are watching by internet are ready for this plague to be over. If you've ever spent one night in the hospital, it seems like the longest night of your life. If you've ever spent one week in the hospital, it's the longest week of your life. When Egypt was under the plagues and they were covered up with frogs, the Bible said the frogs came up out of the Nile River and they covered them up. And in Exodus chapter 8 and verse 3, Moses stood before Pharaoh and says, Hey, when do you want me to pray? And when do you want me to ask God to deliver us from the frogs? Because the Bible said... They were in the bedchamber, and they were upon the bed. Now, I don't know about you. You may love frogs, but frogs are not intended to be up in the bedchamber. <laughs> if the frog is in the bed, I'm out of the bed. <laughs> it's even up in the ovens. The Bible said in in Exodus 8 that they were in the ovens and all over the place. And so Moses stands before Pharaoh and verse 9 and says, I will entreat God and the frogs will be destroyed and they'll all leave the houses and they'll go back to the river. And he said, when do you want me to do it? And Pharaoh said, tomorrow. Hello. How about right now? I'm glad to know I serve a God that can do it right now. I've come to preach to somebody. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. You don't have to spend one more night with the frogs. You don't have to be in this plague. Not one more day. Because there is a God. And he's a God of right now. I don't know about you, but it's time to break free and not spend one more night in sin. It's time to go ahead and be filled with the Spirit. Don't wait for one more service. We don't have to be in that building for people to get baptized. The baptismal tank is working right now. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus in just a few moments. You don't have to wait for May. You don't have to wait for flattening the curve. You don't have to wait for gating. You don't have to wait for anything. All you got to do is say, Lord, I'm ready. And God said, it's time because the end is not yet. And there's still some unfinished business. There's still a God that's going to save some people. I've come to tell you, your family's going to get saved because there's some unfinished business. Your spouse is going to be saved because there is some Finish business. No doubt you have prayed as I have and said, even so, Lord Jesus, come right now. Why wait? Let's wrap it up. And the question is, why does God delay in coming back for his church? If he's a God that loves to finish things, why is the church age being prolonged? From the Word of God, it becomes clear that God has some unfinished business. He has some grace that is not yet exhausted. He has some more mercy 
that is not yet spent. Have you ever been to one of those arcades with your kids and you win a bunch of tickets? And then you go and you cash your, your tickets in for prizes and you've not yet spent all your points on the stuff. You get the stuff you really want first and then you see what's left over. And they say, well, you got 35 points. And you say, okay, I'll take the rubber ball. How much is that? That's 15. They say, okay, you got 20 points left. Then you start looking at more stuff that you don't need. That's just going to be a bunch more junk. But you don't want to leave 20 points on the table. So then you buy a plastic slinky. And you say, how much more points do I have now? And you're standing there with your kids. And the people are lined up behind you and they're getting restless. And they're like, okay, okay. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's go. You got three more points. You can't get anything for that. Let's go. Let's wrap it up. God's love is like that. There's still more. Don't cash out yet. I said, don't cash out yet. The end is not yet. Oh, there's still some more mercy. There's still some more grace. There's still some more love. There's still a God that says, hey, it's not over with yet. I've been seeing your prayers. I've been hearing you pray. And I'm going to save that lost, unsaved loved one. I'm going to save that co-worker. I've still got a work to do in this city. I've come to declare there's still a revival. It's not yet. There's still the power and the presence of God. It's not over yet. Jonah was ready to wrap up judgment on Nineveh, but the Lord said, not yet, because the entire city is repenting. I'm glad that when the enemy said, you're done, you're toast, it's over. God said, not yet. There's still some unfinished business. It's not over, Paul. I know you've been persecuting the Christians. I know you've been wrecking havoc on the church, but you and I have some unfinished business. Jesus said in verse 14, of Matthew 24, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This coronavirus is going to pass. It came, but it came to pass. I've heard some people on the internet say, Corona begonia, the blood is upon you. Corona begonia, the blood is upon you. Corona be gone, you. The blood is upon you. Woo! <laughs> well, you ought to get a little bit of joy in the middle of all this. There ought to be a shout from God's people. Corona be gone, you. The blood is upon you. Corona be gone, you. The blood is upon you. Woo! Hallelujah! That's the power and the presence of God. Because the Lord said, the end is not yet. It's not over with yet, folks. You look to the word of God as we read in our text in Revelation chapter 11. The Bible says that John gets a picture as he looks into heaven. And the Lord gives him an object lesson. And it's amazing how closely it parallels with what the Lord was telling his disciples in Matthew 24. He said, he began to talk about the temple. And he said, there's a temple and there's an altar. And I want to say this to you because I believe this is so important. God has always had a temple and an altar on this earth. A place to worship and a place to repent. There's always been a temple and there's always been an altar. But he said, you're looking at the building. But he said, you better realize that there's coming a time when not one stone is going to be left on top of the other. I'm thankful for that beautiful church. But I'm going to tell you something. The church is not that building. The church is the people that are in these cars. And one day that building may fall down, but the church is not going to fall down. The church is going to be triumphant. 
I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I know one thing. A man or a woman that's got a belief in God that says, I'm going to worship God anyhow. I'm going to find an altar. I'm going to find a place to worship, and I'm going to find a place to repent. I've come to tell you, the Lord says, there's always going to be an altar, and there's always going to be a temple on the earth. That building is not the church. It is a house of worship. It is the place where we worship. We don't worship the building, but it's the place where we worship God. Then he begins and the Gentiles. And as he begins to talk about the Jews in the Gentiles, he begins to explain that there is a New Testament church. Oh, hallelujah. He was trying to give them a little bit of prophecy. There is coming a time when there's going to be two witnesses on the earth. Matthew Henry, who is the famous English theologian, in his commentary, he talks about how that the two witnesses could very well be the two testaments, God's people as the children of Israel in the Old Testament and the New Testament church. Testament, testify, witness. There is those two witnesses. We testify of the old and we testify of the new. And he said they came out and they began to prophesy and it upset people. I'm going to tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, the Word of God still upsets people. But it's not over yet. There may be two witnesses. There may be the Israel of old, and there may be the Israel of new. As the wild olive branch that's been grafted in, we have known a long time that the nation of Israel is God's timepiece. And if you want to know when the end time is coming, then you better look to Israel. I've come to tell you, that's a witness from the Old Testament. But there's another timepiece that I would ask you to consider. There is another witness, and it is the church of the living God that is filled with the Spirit and baptized in His name. He told him in Matthew 24, you're going to be hated for my name's sake. You're even going to be killed. And John, when he saw that, God gave him an object lesson in the book of Revelation. He said they had great power. Everything came against them, but they had great power. Those two witnesses had great power. And yet, he said, there came a time when they were killed. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. He says, and you shall be killed. But I've come to tell you, there's still some unfinished business. The Bible said those two witnesses laid in the street and everybody celebrated and they all sent gifts to each other. They thought now we'll never have to worry about being under conviction anymore. Now we don't have to worry about the power of God being demonstrated through those witnesses. We can now live as we want to live. We don't have no hindrance. And they laid them in the street, the Bible said, for three and a half days. Now I ask you to consider this. The Bible says it's given unto every man. Listen to this now. The completion of life. Three score and 10. at 60 plus 10 is 70. He said if you've lived 70 years, it's a complete life. We know that 7 is the perfect number. We know that on the 7th day, God rested on the days of creation. We know that on the 7th day is the day of Sabbath. But I've come to tell you, even though some people may have left you for half dead, you may have laid in the street for three and a half days, and somebody said he's half dead. He'll never be what he used to be. I wonder if there's somebody that's going to declare, yeah, but I'm still half alive, and that's all God needs. You say, oh, pastor, you don't know what I've done in my past. My feet are heavy from the shame of sin that I can't dance. I've come to tell you, you still got more life in you. The end is not yet. You can worship God like never before. say, oh, pastor, half of my life is gone. Half of my life is dead. I used to use what I knew in my vocabulary to curse God. Well, guess what? There's still some unfinished business. There's a praise that's in your mouth. I said there's a praise that's in your mouth. When the devil says it's all over, you're toast. There's no way out. I believe that God has given us a word today 
to declare to you, it's not over yet. And the Bible says, those two witnesses laid in the street and everybody thought it was over. And yet after three and a half days, the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon them. I've heard people say, oh, churches will never be what they used to be. How can they be out of service for three and a half months, three and a half weeks, whatever? How can they be gone and survive? They're dead. The church in America will never be what it used to be. I've come to tell you from the throne of God, God's still going to have a witness in this earth. And the church is going to be stronger than it ever has been. I've come to tell you it's going to be powerful, more powerful. You know why? Because we've got some unfinished business. We still got to take the gospel to the whole world. We still got to be a witness that there's only one God, and his name is Jesus. And the Bible said, when the Spirit of God came upon those two witnesses, they stood up. Come on, church. Come on, East Wind Pentecostal. This is not the time to hang your head in shame. This is not the time to be discouraged or despondent. I've come to tell you, the Spirit of God has blown into this place one more time. And it's time to stand up on our feet. It's time to lift up our voice. It's time to declare the glory and the greatness of God. Oh, come on, lift your hands right now. Lift your voice as our evangelist comes. Stand up on your feet. Come on, everybody, lift your hands in your cars, however you can lift your hands. The presence of God is here to fill people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The presence of God is here to heal you of your sickness. If you're here today and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, or you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, just as Pastor Myers just preached, this life is for you. If you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost or you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, I want you to turn your hazards on right now if you're in this place. If you're here and you want to receive the Holy Ghost or you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, why don't you turn your hazards on right now? If you're here today, everybody, the whole church, I want us all to take a moment. If we were in that sanctuary right now, we would all be coming forward to gather around the front to lift our hands to begin to pray together. I want you to focus in in your mind like you are gathering around the front of that altar right now. In your cars, I want you to act like you're gathering around that altar. In your mind, I want you to begin to think about, I'm making an altar of sacrifice right now. And I'm telling you, as we begin to lift our voices in just a few moments, the power of God is going to fall into your car. And when it falls into your car, you're going to begin to be healed and set free and delivered. And there's going to be miracle signs and wonders take place right now in this place. Does anybody believe that? Come on, if you believe that, why don't we praise him on the loud sounding horn? If you believe that, praise him on the loud sounding horn. Lift your hands in your cars right now by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. I pray that there would be a loosening of the gifts of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voices in your cars. Come on, make an altar of sacrifice right now. Begin to lift your voices. The power of God is here. Come on, that's it. Lift your voices in your cars. Receive ye the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Receive your miracle. Receive sustainment for the journey. Come on, that's it. The power of God is falling in this place. Walk in faith and victory. I pray for every home. I pray for every man and woman. I pray for every husband and wife. I pray for every family. Lord, let the power of God, let it be made manifest. 
this city, all over this county, God. Lord, you said if we lift you up, God, you would draw us near. So we lift your name on high. Lord, put a drawing across this world. That's what you want here today, and you're here. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. We want you to turn your hazards on or flash your lights at us. We want to give you the opportunity today to take part in everything that Pastor Myers just preached about. I wish there would be a saint here today that would say, I'm in that covenant, and I'm thankful for it. Why don't you give him a praise on your horn if you're thankful for that covenant? If you're watching on Facebook right now or on YouTube or on the church's website and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, in your home right now, God is going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, right now, I bind the prince of the airways that would interrupt this word being delivered. And I pray right now by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, receive ye the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's praise him all together. Let's worship him all together. Let's magnify the King of kings and Lord of lords together. That's in the power of God. There are miracles coming into your car. There is healing coming into your home. Worship today. 
Lord, right now, we know that your work is still yet to come. And you have a mighty work in store now and a mighty work still yet to do. Your business is not finished on this earth. So right now I pray for every believer, God, for every person that's in the covenant today, God. I pray for supernatural strength to begin to overcome them, God, just as you fed that prophet in the Old Testament. Now feed, Lord, your sheep in the New Testament church, Lord. I pray for every person that's under the sound of my voice. Let them have strength for the journey, strength to do a mighty work, strength to do a mighty work in this end time. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would feed us from heaven, Lord. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, let everybody praise the Lord one more time. to a beautiful little girl named Lexi and has already been discharged. The mom's fine, the baby's fine, and we celebrate the newest member of East Wind Pentecostal Church. Hallelujah! It's not over yet. God bless you. We love you, and Jesus loves you. We'll see you.